0: This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 601 of the Good Neighbor Podcast, and today we have Linda Santiago. She's with Prime America. Linda, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, Charlie.
0: Well, really appreciate you making time for this, and... Uh, Look forward to listening to your story and uh, the wonderful things you do for the residents of Southwest Florida. So, Linda, let's start with Primerica and your story.
1: Well, who is Primerica? Uh, Some people may have heard a lot about Primerica. Some people may have heard nothing about Primerica. So just a few brag stats. We are the largest financial services marketing organization in North America, welcoming close to 50,000 new clients per month into our business. We have offices all over the United States and Canada. We're a publicly traded company listed on the New York Stock Exchange. We have about 5 million lives insured through our life companies, over two and a half million clients that maintain investment accounts with us, and over 82 billion in assets under management. So we're a pretty big deal, Charlie.
0: (laughs) Sounds like you guys know what you're doing.
1: Yeah. We've been around for a little bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then, you know, how, what about your journey into the financial services world?
1: Well, I chose Primerica uh, mainly for five different reasons. The first one is that a lot of financial companies ignore the middle class, right? So we have clients with 15 million and we have clients with $50 a month. I help out everybody and I treat everyone the same. I was kind of upset when researching this industry that a lot of financial companies, you know, unless you have 250,000, half a million, they don't want to work with you. And for me, it's kind of like the college graduate, right? Interviewing for a job and they say, well, we don't want to hire you because you don't have experience. (laughs) Well, how will I ever get experience if you don't give me a chance, right? So unfortunately, companies in the investment world are Kind of the same way. So number two uh, is a lack of financial education. The school system is bad. There's no financial literacy, unfortunately. And we take a very um, big uh, educational approach in primary. We feel that when you know better, you do better. And I also want to add that we also take a holistic approach to finances. We help people with their total financial health, everything from debt elimination, budget, or spending plan, which sounds better, right? Uh, Mortgage solutions, retirement strategies, wealth management, like, you know, the total financial package. So number two, uh, financial education. Three is um, that a lot of these companies are product driven. They're quick to sell products, but not quick to put a, you know, a game plan together or strategy. And for us, that's a starting point. I can't make any recommendations to a client until I know more about their goals, you know, what they're looking to accomplish and really get to know them. So we're relationship focused and not transaction focused, like some other companies. Number four, and it's probably the most important for me is the integrity of the company. We exercise very high fiduciary standards. And I'm going to put you in the best position possible every single time. That's, that's important to me. Number five, but what's in it for me is being independent. I, you know, I work with companies like American Funds, Invesco, Franklin Templeton, Morningstar. There are hundreds of companies that we have access to and who we use really depends on what we feel is the best fit for that client. So those are my top five reasons for, for choosing Primerica to do what I do.
0: Well, Linda, you certainly sound like you really think things out and you are a master of planning. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure you serve your clients well there. That's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. So what about outside of your day-to-day uh, business focus here? What are you doing for fun?
1: Well, I, this is probably my favorite question, Charlie. I love what I do and I love what I do for people. Um, I, I'm a single mom of a 19-year-old and a 17-year-old Uh men I, they're men now they're just giants. <laughs> so when i'm not serving my clients i'm usually in one of two places i'm either out traveling and making great memories with them and with my family or i'm le- loving and serving the people with my church so those are, you know faith is very much a part of who i am and what i do so those are pretty much the two places you'll find me
0: wow two wonderful places to be right? about when it comes to life challenge, uh, hardship, what comes to mind, Linda, the period of time that you were challenged, you got through it. Now looking back, you could say, well, because of that, I'm better for it. I'm stronger.
1: Well, Charlie, this is probably um, the, the most important question of our conversation today because it really... Um, my story really marked me, and it's it's the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing now. So, I turned fifty last month, Charlie. I'm officially a quinquagenarian. So, if you don't know what that is, wow. Google that. <laughs> but uh, in all seriousness, it, it's made me think a lot about legacy. You know, we're all going to leave a legacy. What what legacy am I going to leave? I remember in school, like learning how to make a toolbox out of sheet metal in industrial arts class, and like how to sew a stuffed animal in home economics. But I don't ever remember being taught how to balance a checkbook or like, create a budget or manage finances, right? And mm. and so I didn't always make the best financial choices. I, I worked hard. I inherited a strong work ethic from both of my parents. By my late twenties, I was earning a six-figure income. But the more I earned, the more I spent. So I, I was just <laughs> broke at a different level, honestly. And, and it wasn't until my 40s that I started to ask, like, where has my money gone? It's kind of that foreboding, you know, what do I have to show for for years of hard work? And, and that's when I recognized the poor financial choices I had made. And, and even worse than that, I realized that my identity was entangled in things. And that brought me to uh, this place of shame, a place of just really feeling like, oh my gosh, you know, all of these failures in in business and in life and relationships and just kind of this really bad place. But I I had to make a decision at that point uh, in that season to just, you know, either kind of sulk in that or or do something about it. And I decided. I wasn't going to let my past failures define me, but rather see every mistake as a portal of possibility. I, I love that phrase. I believe that God gives us compassion for others in the very area where we failed. And I mm. knew I wasn't the only one out there in this situation, but mm. before, before I could help anyone else, I had to do something differently myself, right? I had to walk that out. So first I, I, I had to come to terms with the financial hole that I dug for myself. And then I had to understand the basics of money management. And, and, and soon I began to see a path forward that I could actually follow a, a roadmap, if you will, to build my finances the right way. And And that strategy really showed me how to leave a different legacy. So. So now I've made it my life's mission to teach the financial fundamentals that changed my life. It, it began at home with my sons, you know, living below our means and really stewarding our resources intentionally. And it continued with my siblings and family members extending to my friends and coworkers and beyond now to my clients. My prayer is that we can change a generation. Charlie, I truly believe that as we sit with each family, we can change the trajectory of their lives, their children's, and their children's children. And for me, that is a legacy worth fighting for. So I. I just feel like it's it's brought my whole life into a full circle where, you know, I'm now learning the things that I wish I would have known back when I was, you know, coming out of high school or going into college. And now paying it forward, really believing in this concept of legacy and, and really changing um the next generation.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's a that's a great story. And there's no better life lesson than Yeah. Having gone through it and experienced it and providing that empathy for clients of yours, I'm I'm sure that have gone, maybe they're in the middle of what you had gone through for a long time and you can kind of save them from themselves. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. What about one thing you wish our listeners knew about you and or Primerica? What would that be?
1: One thing I wish they knew about me, um, I'm, I'm, I'm transparent to a fault, as you can uh, probably sense just in my story. But for them, really, more importantly, is that it's never too late. You know, so whether whether it's the the single mom just trying to, you know, find her way, or the person that's, you know, in full blown retirement, it's it's never too late to have. uh, It's never too early. And it's never too late to have you know, a free second opinion of, of where your financial picture is and to not ever feel like that you're stuck by yourself, that there, there is a resource available that we can come alongside of you and, and champion you every step of the way, regardless of where you are, you know, in your financial journey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Lynn, and I know we have listeners who want to learn more, want to get in touch. What's the best way for them to do so?
1: The best way to get in touch with me is to just call me, 239-220-1772, or you can reach someone in our office based in Bonita, and the website will be on the page.
0: Well, super. Well, Linda, thanks again for uh, coming on, and we wish you the best going forward there.
1: Thank you so much, Charlie.